0: Do you wish God had given you a better body, one that did not smell, gain weight, or succumb to disease? Most people have a love-hate relationship with their body. We are too short, too tall, too fat, or too skinny. The nip-and-tuck culture in which we live is a constant reminder that we are not comfortable with our bodies. But the Bible says to bring your body to worship, yes, even that body you don't like. Your body is just as important to God as your soul. As the capstone of New Testament theology regarding the body, Romans 12 and verse 1 says, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good.
1: you've heard the expression, garbage in, garbage out. Don't believe it. Hello, welcome to this Monday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Well, when garbage comes in, garbage very often stays in, and the only way to be transformed is to take out the trash and replace it with the truth. Today, Ron shares a message about what it looks like to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Online, you'll find us at somethinggoodradio.org where you can listen to the program on your schedule or make a safe and secure donation to the ministry. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From his teaching series, True Worship, here's Ron with part two of his message, The Transformed Worshipper.
0: You'll never be transformed by worship If you don't renew your mind, you got to take out the trash. Again, Paul says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Christianity will never tell you to check your intelligence at the door, by the way. The mind matters as much as the body matters. Bring your body to worship. Present your body to the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before Him. But don't stop there. Don't be afraid to engage in rigorous thought. Tozer said what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. If you can't get through to a biblical understanding of who God is and the way He has revealed Himself because you got all this trash in there and you're just weeding through the trash to get to some revelation of God, no, you've got you to take out the trash and renew your mind with the Word of God. How do you do that? Let me give you four or five simple ways. First of all, you renew your mind by reading God's Word daily. I think of Philippians chapter 4, tells us something about what we're to think about. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What do you think about all day long? What are you setting your mind on? Paul says to the Colossians, set your mind, even your affections, on things above, not on things on this earth. How do you you make sure that you're thinking about those true and lovely things? Well, start by reading God's Word. You'll never read something that's trashy in God's Word. It's always true and lovely and of a good report. It's the truth. So you renew your mind as a worshiper by reading God's Word daily. Secondly, study God's Word regularly. Are you in a Bible study? We have Bible studies that are starting this week. Come on now, register, men, women. Get involved in a life group, study God's Word. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's not a word just to preachers and missionaries and Bible teachers. That is a word to every believer in Jesus Christ. Read God's Word daily. Study it regularly. The difference is maybe the addition of a a pen and a piece of paper to write down some thoughts or to be in a group with other people studying God's Word. Thirdly, meditate upon God's Word deeply. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 says, "'This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success.'" These words were given to a guy named Joshua from the Lord, just as Joshua was about to lead the uh, next generation of Israelites across the Jordan River and into the Promised Land. And the Lord uh, said to Joshua, you want to be prosperous? You want to be successful? Great. Here's the plan. Meditate upon my word day and night. Don't let there ever be a time where you're not thinking about my word and my truths. Let it saturate your mind. Meditate upon it. It's the picture of a cow chewing its cud and digesting it, and then chewing it again and digesting it, and chewing again and digesting it. When you read it, you kind of read it. When you study it, you go a little bit deeper. When you meditate upon God's Word, you're chewing it over again and again and again and again. The Eastern religions talk about meditation, but in the Eastern religions, meditation is the emptying of the mind. Biblical meditation is the filling of the mind with God's truth. Are you filling your mind with truth or with trash? Are you presenting your body to Him? Are you renewing your mind? Here's another way to renew your mind. Read, study, meditate. How about memorize God's Word strategically? Psalm 119 and verse 11, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, One of the most transformational spiritual disciplines, hear me on this, is Scripture memory. If you don't have a Scripture memory program, you need to get one, okay? Some of you just need to start reading God's Word, let alone studying and thinking about it deeply and meditating upon it. But especially if you have a particular sin, a besetting sin that seems to trip you up, make a list of verses from the Scriptures that relate to that sin, and do the hard work of committing that truth to memory so you don't have to look it up. It comes right off your lips. And when the temptation comes, then the Spirit of God has a sword in your arsenal, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and He can draw upon that sword immediately to help you fight the spiritual battles that you're in. That's how the Christian life works. He's given us this armor, one of which is the sword of the Spirit. Hide that Word in your heart so that you know it backwards and forwards and to where it just falls right off your lips. And then finally, listen to the preaching of God's Word intently. I had a professor in seminary who used to say, everybody needs needs to be under the preaching of God's Word and in it for themselves. And he was saying that to a group of preachers. We're preaching all the time. I need to be under somebody's teaching, and I listen to other radio broadcasters and all of that. I, I listen to the preaching of God's Word intently. Romans 10 verse 17 says, so faith comes by hearing, comes by hearing. We're talking about becoming a transformed worshiper, and it happens first with your body, Your body is as important as your spirit in this, in your soul. You present your body as a living sacrifice. Make sure that it's holy and acceptable unto Him. It matters what we do with our bodies. Secondly, you renew your mind. You don't cast off rigorous thought. Don't be an intellectually lazy Christian. Read something. Stretch your mind. Start with the Word of God. Study. Read, meditate, memorize, listen, renew your mind, take the trash out, and put the truth in. So present your body, renew your mind. Thirdly, yield your will. Yield your will. Latter part of verse 2 in Romans 12, that by testing, you may discern What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? You see how Paul has taken us from the body to the mind and now to the will in the context of talking about your spiritual act of worship. Interestingly enough, he's never mentioned music. Now, music is a part of worship, but this series is designed to expand our understanding. Worship is not that song we sing for one hour on a Sunday morning. Can be after you present your body, after you renew your mind, and thirdly, yield your will. He says, by testing, that is testing probably the, the truth that you're renewing your mind with, you may discern what is the will of God. How many of you want to know what the will of God is for your life? That's probably um, near the top of the uh, one, two, or three questions that pastors often get from people is, Pastor, I'm trying to discover God's will for my life. Well, before you discover his will and discern your will, you have to be willing to yield your will to his. And if you're not willing to do that, he's probably not going to reveal his will. But if you go into that discovery process, Presenting your body, renewing your mind, and then saying, when I learn certain truth by the renewing of my mind, then my will, my volition is ready, willing, and able to take the truth that has renewed my mind and tell my body, go and do it. Put it into practice. That's how it works.
1: Still ahead, the rest of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Transformed Worshipper, right here on Something Good Radio. Somethinggoodradio.org is the place to go to hear any of Ron's messages on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, check out the new Something Good digital library where you can search for answers to your biblical questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. You can stream for free and on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Something good exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. As you give today as our thank you, we'll give you the complete audio download to the series you're hearing now, True Worship. That's all five messages in Ron's teaching series, True Worship. It's our way of saying thank you for your gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. You can also call our offices. The number, 757-276-1099. And now let's get back to Ron for the rest of today's Something Good Radio message. The transformed worshiper.
0: Uh, The world talks about willpower. Yeah, you need some willpower and some won't power. And that power only comes from the Holy Spirit who floods our, our being with His power when we align His Spirit to our spirit. We talked about that last week. When our spirit, in tandem with the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, get in step and in stride, That's called living by the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit, yielding to the Spirit who says, I want to be president of your life, not just resident in your life, okay? It's when we say our will belongs to Him. I I put a, a list of verses in your notes there, and they're not on the screen. Just listen to these. This is a series of verses that Talk about the will, the volition. Again, the will grabs the truth that renews the mind and then tells the body, go do this, put it into practice with your hands and your feet. Matthew 26 and verse 39, Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, a yielded will. He taught us to pray, did he not, in Matthew chapter 6? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Mark 3 and verse 35, Jesus says, For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. James 4 and verse 15, James is writing to business people who plan. Any planners here? I'm a planner. James tells us don't plan presumptuously, but plan this way. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. Every once in a while, I get an email from somebody, and they sign their name at the bottom, and then just put the letters DV, Deo Valente, Latin for if the Lord wills. It's a way of submitting all of our plans to the Lord's will. Psalm 40 in verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God, your law is within my heart. Do you see the connection there between the renewed mind and the law of God and the truth of God and the will? David had saturated his mind and his heart with the will of God, but he aligned his will and his willingness to put that law into practice. And then finally, Isaiah 1 in verse 19, if you are willing and obedient… You shall eat the good of the land. Oh, we want the good of the land, don't we? But are we willing to do what God tells us to do as an act of worship? Are we obedient to him? You present your body. You renew your mind. Take out the trash of your body. Take out the trash in your mind and renew it with the truth of God's word. And then align your will to his will. That volitional part of you that says yes or no, your will grabs the truth that renews your mind and says to your body, go and do this now. That's why oftentimes I pray before we open up God's Word, give us ears to hear, because you can have perfect audio and not hear what the Spirit of God is saying, ears to hear A mind to understand, a heart to receive it. But don't stop there. It's hands and feet that are swift, swift to put it into practice. We're talking about transformational worship, it involves your body, your mind, your will. And what the Lord wants to do is is to transform us, right? It's back to that caterpillar and that butterfly. Never heard of worm theology? came out of the Reformation. Luther and others and Calvin talked about worm theology, that apart from being redeemed by the blood of Christ, we're nothing but grub worms, like that caterpillar, just grub worming and sliding along, you know, the... Uh, the the, the dirty, filthy, soil-filled earth. But in Christ, we can go from that grub worm to a beautiful butterfly, a metamorphosis that takes place, a transformation that takes place. Worship is a part of that. Body, mind, will. Because God wants us to fly and to soar to places that we'll never get to as long as we grub along this world like a worm, grubbing up all the trash and the dirt. Oh, he, he has something more for us. And this thing called worship we've been talking about, it, it, it's an all-in kind of thing, body, mind, and will, because God wants to take us places that we, we, can, we can barely even dream about, but we're just kind of used to being a grub worm. Trash in, truth out. need to change that around. Want to be a transformational worshiper? Here's what Paul says again. Let me just read it in closing. I appeal to you, I beg you, therefore brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. By the way, once your will is ready to say yes… Okay, back to the question. How, How do you discover the will of God? How do you discern it? You discern the will of God by reading the Word of God. It's that simple. His will is right here. He'll reveal Himself through the pages of His Word, the written Word and the living Word, Jesus Christ. And here's what you'll discover when your will is already in a yes mode. Whatever you say, Lord, here's what you'll discover. Whatever His will is for your life is good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. I think back to the time when I was younger and people were saying, Ron, you you need to think about, you know, full-time vocational ministry, and I had this little catchphrase. Oh, God doesn't want another professional. He needs a few good laymen. That was me. And I resisted that for a while. And as time went on, his will for my life became good, acceptable, and perfect. I look back over 25 or 30 years. I can't imagine doing anything else. can't imagine that. Why did I resist that for a period of time? You present your body, say, Lord, I'm all in, holy and acceptable to you, living sacrifice. Sacrifice, surrender, self-denial. That's the way to live the Christian life. Trash out truth in. I'm renewing my mind with your word. And my will is already saying yes. Now just tell me what I'm saying yes to. And, And on the authority of God's word, you'll find it to be good and acceptable and perfect. That's the way to worship God, body, mind, and will.
1: Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Renew your mind. Yield your will. Those are the three steps to becoming a transformed worshiper. Right? It's that last step, yielding our will that I'd like for you to talk a little further about. Is there an example you have in mind, either in your own experience or in the Bible, that can help us see what that looks like? Absolutely there is, Brian. Before I go there, let's talk briefly
0: about the inverse corollary, that is, yielding to our own will. It began in the Garden of Eden. God expressed his will to Adam and Eve, and what they ultimately chose to do was follow their own will their own curiosity, their own desire. Uh, They yielded to temptation rather than the truth. And just to be clear, we have all done the same thing. Now fast forward to another garden, the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, This is where Jesus pleaded with God to get him out of the situation he was in, but he ultimately said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now here's the thing about yielding to God's will, Brian. Uh, There has to be a choice to make. Adam and Eve had a choice, and so did Jesus. He could have gotten out of his predicament easily. He could have slipped past the Roman soldiers. He could have killed them all where they stood. Uh, He could have done any number of things had he chosen his own will over God's. Remember, uh, he laid his own life down voluntarily. It was sacrificed, not stolen. So here we see a picture of Jesus who could have stopped the whole thing, but instead he chose to do God's will on our behalf. Yielding to God's will is not merely something you say or something you determine in your heart. It has to be followed up with deliberate and voluntary action. And that's exactly what Jesus did that night and into the next day. Now, Brian, these two gardens are inextricably linked. The fall of man due to seeking our own will set over against the redemption of man due to Jesus yielding to the Father's will. And if we want to be people who yield to the will of God, we have to be willing to leave the Garden of Eden and intentionally walk into the Garden of Gethsemane. Learn to live in the second garden, not the first, and you will find yourself living
1: the best possible life you could ever hope to live. That's Dr. Ron Jones with some great final thoughts on what it means to yield to the perfect will of God. Before we go, Ron, how about telling us what's in store for us tomorrow as you continue your teaching series, True Worship. Brian, in the next message, we'll move from the
0: transformed worshiper, those who present their bodies as living sacrifices, renew their mind, and yield to God's will, to what I call the ruined worshiper, Now, when I talked about the transformed worshiper, I had no one in particular in mind. But the ruined worshiper is a specific person, an Old Testament figure many of us already know. And when I use the word ruined, it may not mean exactly what you think it means. I'll explain it tomorrow in my message titled, The
1: Ruined Worshipper. That's next time when Dr. Ron Jones continues his teaching series, True Worship. Join us then for Something Good. Now, for Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. God bless, and thanks for listening.